There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. When you have a problem or a disappointment, what's the first thing that you do? Some people draw into themselves, become very introspective and, and separate from everyone. That's not healthy. Other people immediately make a beeline for another human being. So many times we do that. I really think that's part of what has fed social media in our generation. Everybody wants somebody to care. We want to tell somebody. In the end, the real motivation usually is we want pity. We want someone to feel sorry for us. Well, that really doesn't help change the circumstances at all. When you have your questions and when you have your quandaries in life, what are you going to do with them? Now, we're looking, we're journeying with John the Baptist and we're looking at the closing portrait of his life. In Matthew chapter number 11, he's sitting in prison. Uh, his, his life is drawing to an end. Uh, he's trying to figure out if... Christ truly is the one that he has prepared the way for. He's, he's grappling with things. Someone said, never doubt in the darkness what you decided in the light. Well, it's very easy to say. It's hard to do, isn't it? Because when the clouds come and night falls, things are not quite as clear. And so John the Baptist sends word to the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in verse 2, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Now was this an emotional question? Perhaps. But I believe it was an honest question. John the Baptist was a straightforward, straight-shooting man. He's, he wants to know for sure, are you the one? Or should we be looking for someone else? Perhaps he's even thinking, am I in prison here for nothing? Uh, is this really what God intended? Is this the Lord's plan all along? There's several things that he does, but I want to draw your attention today to the first thing because I believe this should be the first thing we do when trouble comes, when a trial presents itself, when something pops its ugly head up that we would not have chosen for ourselves. Here's the first thing John does. Number one, he communicates with Christ. He talks to Christ. Now, he has to do it through his disciples because he can't get to him. Uh, but he's communicating with the Lord Jesus. And oh, what a beautiful picture this is. Because the moment that we have something to deal with, the first thing we should do is not throw that on someone else. The first thing we should do is what Peter tells us, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Uh, my pastor used to say when I worked for him, only complain to the person who can do something about it. I like that little motto. Actually, that's exactly what prayer is to be. You remember in the Psalms, David said, I made my complaint unto the Lord. It's all right to complain as long as you're complaining to the one person who can fix it and the one person who can answer it. Sometimes we have so much idle talk, we're talking among ourselves, but it's not fixing anything. What must we do? We must bring it to the Lord Jesus Christ. We must bring every question and every hurt into the presence of Christ. 
bring it to the only one who has the answers. Remember the Bible says, He knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. Aren't you happy for that? Aren't you glad that the Lord doesn't scold you? James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not. And listen to this, It shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. He doesn't abrade you. He doesn't fuss at you. As a matter of fact, you would think perhaps the Lord Jesus would scold John. He does no such thing. He encourages his faith. He says in verse 6, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. He's saying here, if you don't want to get blown off course, if you don't want to be detoured, then let your faith stay in me. Don't be offended in me. Oh, friend, the blessed life, the happy life, is not the life out of prison. It's the life in Christ. Jesus could certainly have set John free from that prison, but he chooses not to do so. Instead, he gives him something that will work in the prison just as well as it did in liberty. That's the wonderful thing about Christ's presence. He promises he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to get angry with you and scold you. In fact, he commends John the Baptist to the multitudes who are sitting listening to this conversation and observing this interaction. You see, the Lord Jesus knew that John the Baptist did the one thing, the first thing we all must do when trouble comes, and that is we must run to the Lord Jesus Christ. We must run to Him in prayer. Have you run to the Lord Jesus recently in prayer? Have you brought your, your cares and concerns to Him? Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I've got the words of the old hymn in my mind today. Are you weary? Are you heavy-hearted? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He is a friend that's well known. Well, you've no other such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. Go somewhere today. Get alone with the Lord Jesus Christ. Pour out your heart to Him. Uh, express your, your concerns and questions, but give them to the Lord. What you'll find is that not only does the Lord send you an answer, but He's going to be with you Himself. He's going to give you a peace that no one and nothing else in this world can provide to you. John the Baptist was not immune to discouragement and trouble, and you aren't either. I don't care how long you've been a Christian or how spiritual you are, you're going to have something hit you in the face. You're going to have something to take the wind out of your sails. And you're going to think, I don't know what to do. It's at that moment you must look to the Lord. This is the essence of the life of faith. When, like the psalmist, you get to wit's end, when you throw your hands up in the air, let the raised hands be a reminder of where to look. Look up, my friend. Look above the prison. Dr. Robertson used to say, Two men behind prison bars, one looked at the mud, the other the stars. Can I tell you that John the Baptist was a man not looking at the mud, not looking down, but looking up, looking at the Lord Jesus Christ, not offended in Him. I don't know how my story will end. I don't know how your story will end. I doubt seriously that John the Baptist knew how his story would end. Maybe that's a good thing. I remember someone saying, if I knew where I was going to die, I wouldn't go there. That's a profound statement, isn't it? But the reality is, I'm glad I don't know the future. I'm glad I don't know what the circumstances will be. But I know this, whatever the circumstances may be, they may change, but Jesus will never change. 
And the one thing that's true anywhere in any circumstances is that I can pray. Friend, when you look up, you're always looking at the same heaven. No matter what day, no matter what your location, no matter what your circumstance, you're looking to the one in a changing world who never changes. And so I want to challenge you today to lay out your trouble before the Lord. Maybe you're trying to encourage somebody. You're visiting them in their prison. You're trying to say the right words. You know, sometimes it's best for Job's friends not to speak. Have you learned that? Well, the one thing you can do is you can point them to the Lord. You can sit down with them and you can say to them, Look, let's talk to Jesus about this. I don't have the answer. I don't know what to tell you. I, I can't explain this to you. There, there are tragedies and there are great struggles you can't put into words and you can't get an answer for. But you can do this. You can bring them to Jesus in prayer. And though it doesn't mean you're going to understand everything perfectly, you're going to understand God better. And in understanding God better, you're going to realize that He has you in the palm of His hand and all will be well in the end. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me, Jesus said. May the Lord help you today to live a life not offended, but blessed. May God help you to keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.